This episode is made possible by PwC. A robot may not be coming for your job, but competitors are coming for your market share. At PwC, we pair the right tech with the right solutions to help you gain a competitive edge. Reimagine operations from the cloud, fuel innovation with responsible AI, and detect risks before they become headlines. That's human-led and tech-powered. It's all part of the new equation. Learn more at thenewequation.com. Hey, Mel, Bri here. Gotta work from home today because the whole family caught a nasty. Daddy! Hey, Mikey, if you're gonna puke, find the popcorn bowl! But my availability is 110%. Coincidentally, so is my fever. <laughs> Kidding. Mel, I'm so cold but hot. Uh, but I'm gonna get you that budget. Just as soon as... What? Mikey! Popcorn bowl! Press 1 to use Instacart and get your family's sick day essentials delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. Press 2 to keep working. Do not press 2. Just use Instacart, Brian. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. This week on the program, step right up and finger a dragon. It's Doolittle. I'm Andrew Jupin. Steven Sadak. Eric Siska. Dr. Cavan. Oh, shit. And we hate movies. Hello, everyone. Welcome to We Hate Movies. Thank you for tuning in, as always. This is week two of some of the worst of 2020. And this week, good gravy. We are talking about Doolittle, written and directed by Stephen Gagan, uh, who you want working on this movie, <laughs> known as the writer and director of Syriana, another yeah. children's favorite. Yeah. The darkest movie about the oil trade ever made, and Doolittle. I, That's I, your I, fucking yeah. resume. I could have used someone getting their fingers ripped at, fingernails ripped out in this I movie. was just going to say, dude, fucking Robert Downey Jr. is ripping this little kid's fingernails off. <laughs> he might as well, this little fucking stowaway. Thank you. This is, I mean, I think I've said it before. Before, disgusting shit boy but this <laughs> yes, is like the british variant so it's disgusting <laughs> disgusting shit lad, shit lad. yes yeah. <laughs> oh it's me a disgusting shit lad can i join you dr lulu oh i love the dumps don't i Oh, look at this. I'm listening to animals. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I was bummed because the movie starts, not the movie starts as a cartoon, but the movie starts as his parent, his dad, who's played by uh, a Steve Sadek favorite, Ralph Innocent, who sounds exactly like if the devil were British and drunk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love Who Ralph Innocent. What else has this guy been in? Uh, he's the dad from the witch. Um, oh, he's yeah. also in an, uh, the OG, the OG witch, or the fucking uh, new one that came. Out? Or is that the witches? Oh, th- though that witch, the, the witch. The, we call it 
The double witch. The double yeah, oh, witch. Oh, yeah, the that daddy. guy. Okay. Oh, Thomason. Oh, no, Thomason. What have you done? Oh. <laughs> He's also in, uh, uh, what do you call it there? Money he- or that Hurricane Heist. He's in The Boy 2. Oh, Ready oh, Player a story- One. A storied career. Oh, is he it- the shithead uncle in Ready Player One? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah okay. Wow. This dude loves playing abusive parents. Yeah, <laughs> he is in Doo Doo Little. <laughs> I gotta or- say, if this whole movie was made like this animated opening, we're already on track for a better movie. Well, I, oh, yeah. I my my first note is that this should be an eight minute cartoon. Like that's it. Just give me a fucking <laughs> an old school Warner Brothers well, eight minute cartoon. We're done. I, I shovel this in with King Arthur and all that shit. Where like every eight years, they're like, maybe we should try doing it again. Yeah. I don't know. It's stupid. <laughs> well, this had laid dormant since. I mean, we had those two Eddie Murphy movies, and then there was a third one that was like a spinoff where it was his there, daughter. It was Raven like, Simone, right? N- no, oh, it's was it? The, no, it's like no. five or six of them. It's uh, younger. It's not Raven Simone. Oh, uh, okay. Five or six of them? Are you kidding There's, me? The girl, I, the, the 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 daughter has like three movies. I don't remember this even existing. Eddie Murphy played Doctor Doolittle. Two? Wait, are you kidding? In two movies? Am I kidding? No, I'm not <laughs> kidding. It was the first one was in 1998, dude, and like it's it's the same thing as this, where like they just got a shit ton of celebrities to do all these voices. So you got like, I believe Peter Boyle was in that movie. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I mean, a co- it's a much, be- a much, much better movie. That, I mean, yeah. I mean, it's actual animals for the most part, which is nice. I got to yeah. say. That's what's always yeah. nice about I'm Dr. Doolittle. At, what did Peter Boyle do in that movie? I'm a fucking chimpanzee. Eh. I think, no, I think Peter Boyle might be a person. Oh, okay. I'm on the IMDb uh, page for Dr. Doolittle 98. No, I, for some reason, this missed me, and I totally don't remember this, but it looks like at least... That's. It looks like it's more contained, right? Like this is a family drama type, yes, of comedy I, type of thing. Because this was a what do you call it? There, uh, that was like during the Eddie Murphy boom, nineties uh, yes. boom, and like he could do no wrong. So it was also like you just revitalized the Nutty Professor. Like, yeah. what what other kind of franchises could you do? And I bet so you then they had this opened up. I bet you they had a King Arthur movie for him too. Oh, probably. Raven oh, the thing, actually, also the, the thing movie, is. By the way. Yeah, she is. She she played the daughter in both those movies. I'm trying to find these off-brand movies Chris so was mentioning. I can't seem to the find third them. third one, I, I got it on IMDb. So the other actress, who is, it's just a different daughter. Oh, okay. There, he had multiple kids. One was Raven Simone, but then the other daughter, or a other daughter, I don't know how many kids he had in the movie, was an actress named Kyla Pratt, who then goes on to do them. So it's Dr. Doolittle 3 is where she takes over, and then it's Dr. Do... Chris was right. Dr. Doolittle, tail to the chief, so you better believe she's working <laughs> in the White House. Oh, come on! And then Dr. Doolittle, and this is 2009, Dr. Doolittle colon million dollar mutts. Uh, where it wow, appears what? as if she gets she gets like famous for being able to talk to animals and she gets sure. a TV show and becomes mm. famous about it. By the way, so in there this you fr- go. In, the, in Dr. Doolittle 2, at least, I'm looking up one Jeffrey Jones is in there. 
Oh, eep. Listen, Doc, whatever that monkey tells you is a lie, okay? <laughs> That's a lying monkey. Who are you going to believe, the monkey or the man? Look, can a stick bug testify in court? I don't think so. <laughs> oh, man, he can testify in the royal court in this movie, though. I promise you there are no false walls in my house that lead to kitty porn dungeons. I, w- I would rather watch Dr. Do a little, like, you know, up against some type of uh, porn distributor like that <laughs> oh my versus God. this fucking weak-ass Pirates of the Caribbean knockoff uh, It's Totally. Just, and, it, and it's just a nothing of a movie. There's no engine. There's no, like, actual structure. It just sort of happens, I, and it's over with. Everything feels forced. Yeah. Everything. Like, uh, even Robert Downey Jr. is just, like, doing whatever. Well, that's the problem he made was he realized that, you know, oh, I can't do another British character because that's going to be too similar to Sherlock Holmes. So he tries to do this Welsh thing and he's choking on it the entire movie and it it, it destroys his ability to do anything you might want to see him do. I think uh, you're, am you're I totally right. That does it, am I the only one who thought this was like almost all ADR? It never looks like he's actually ta- saying <sighs> what's being heard. Well, I mean, I think because, I mean, one, you'd probably be surprised at the vast majority of movies that are like almost 100% ADR these days. Sure. But this is like, I think you're right, because what he's doing here, and Steve, you were getting to this, is like, he has to concentrate so hard on keeping this voice reined in (laughs) to at least what he's doing that like... He can't. It's like when when an actor in like a movie musical is like dancing, but they're not a really great dancer. So like they're constantly looking at their feet and they can't pay yep. attention to the rest of the scene. Like that's what he's doing. But he's just thinking mm-hmm. about this accent the whole fucking time. So I think so much of it is like him just like garbling his mouth. Like it just sounds. I mean, Steve choking on it is the best way to describe it because it sounds at parts like he's just gasping for air <laughs> in this movie. It's a washing machine running in his mouth. <laughs> um, but. I also have a sneaking suspicion that some of these animals are ADR as well. Oh, (laughs) okay. That's true, dude. I bet if we dug into the production notes of this movie. (laughs) You know, and that's the fucking problem, man. Like, all right, cool. You want to have a big fun movie with a bunch of fun celebrities. But like Rami Malek as a fucking gorilla. Look, who in the world is just like, hey, honey. That's Rami Malek as a gorilla. Is yep. that enhancing your experience of this film? This is just like <laughs> when we mentioned, I forget what we were talking about, maybe one of the Shrek movies, that it's like you don't need rando celebrities. Get real voice actors in there. Exactly. Yes, John it was, fucking it was Cena being like, hi, I'm John Cena, a bear now. Great. Dude, <laughs> and it's like, god damn it. Yeah, I mean, you're totally right. It's none of these voices are people that you're instantly like, Oh, it's that, you know, it's not like yes. fucking Gilbert in Aladdin, right? Where you're yes, watching exactly. Aladdin and you're like, that's clearly Gilbert Gottfried. That's like a thing. And it's just to put other names on the posters, right? It's just Precisely. to try to sell tickets or whatever. But it's so fucking terrible because a lot of these folks just are not voice actors. Some of them, are, like, I think Rami Malik is a good actor. But he's not a good voice actor. He's also not doing, like, he's also doing a voice right here. You know what I mean? So yes. it's like... It takes not, away from, you know, and, any kind it, of like, uh, what am I saying? Like, recognize, like, recognition of these actors. His oh. voice is at least an interesting part of it about him as an actor, by the way. Like, it's all physicality, which is fine. Yep. Yes. But uh, his face, too. I mean, yeah, he has an exactly. incredible face. I mean, but like, also to your point about like uh, 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 Gilbert in Aladdin, like, 
you are looking at something that's amazing. Like yeah. the two, the and right. animation in Aladdin is incredible. You're looking at photorealistic talking animals in this, and it looks like shit. So all you notice <laughs> is the fucking voice, and you're just like, "Why am I here?" You know, I got. I didn't really recognize any of these guys' voices. Well, a few of them until the until the end credits, and then when I saw that, uh, I was like, "Okay, now who played that dog?" I think it was probably like a nice old British nanny. Oh, Tom Holland. Okay, <laughs> yeah. Spider Man. Spider Man is the dog. <laughs> And what they're doing also, because like there's also just like no real script here, and you're trying to just like remind the audience at all times how many animals are on this adventure. And so what they do is just like randomly cut to these computer animals and have the actor just say something that's kind of not kind of, it is 100% like inconsequential to furthering yes. the story along. Most noticeably with Craig Robinson's character, the little squirrel. Oh. Like it just cuts to this squirrel and it's just Craig Robinson says a thing that sort of relates to the scene, but not really. And then just cuts back and I'm like, I understand the squirrel is with them. Stop <laughs> cutting to this fucking animal. Well, well I mean, the, the clearly what I mean, not even clearly, like really what happened was this movie was made to be a comedy and then they realized, oh shit, Stephen Gagan, the, tr the fucking Syriana and traffic guy <laughs> is doing it. And the, the cut didn't work and they had to go back and they did like 21 days of reshoots and had like different people writing, different people directing, like the whole fucking thing. And it's just fucking, it's a turducken of a film. Yes, it, it, it really is. And I do think the Craig Robinson character of Kevin the Squirrel yeah. is probably <laughs> the most effective comedic relief. Yes, I was, la I was laughing yeah. at some sure. of Craig Robinson's jokes and, uh, as opposed to literally everything else in this I, film. I mean, even uh, like 80 minutes into this movie, they are still making characters be amazed that he can talk to fucking animals. <laughs> and I'm like, this was the first five minutes, you idiots. I will say I'm glad that at least we start. I mean, it, it, there's either one of two tropes you can go in this direction. It's like, well, his first adventure or he's hung it all up. I'm, I'm actually glad with the always he's hung it all up kind of a, a starting Absolutely. point. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I was like, oh, cool. He's like washed up and shit. Like that kind of brings an interesting vibe to it. It also avoids a Dr. Doolittle origin story, which I definitely do not need. Exactly. Uh, we sort of kind of cover that in this opening cartoon narration with Emma Thompson, which, man, I don't know how many fucking golden toilets this lady needs, but, you know, <laughs> Chelsea said this too, like, she's got to learn to be a little more selective. Like, this is just her salaming it as I, this fucking parrot. I mean, she has... I mean, she's gotten all the awards she ever would ever need. I feel like she is just having fun now. Like, fuck, oh, was you she having fun on last Christmas too? That fucking piece <laughs> I, of shit. Yes, I think <laughs> she was. I absolutely do. Th that late shift, like all these, I think she's just having fun for once. And like, I, I don't know. It seems like she's enjoying it at least. Late night, I believe, is the movie you're referencing, late not the late, late shift. Late shift is the David Letterman <laughs> Leno thing. <laughs> last yes, Christmas yes. is horrendous. It's really something. Oh, I for I finally I forgot that you guys finally watched it too. This holiday. Yeah. season isn't it terrible and she's doing this baltic exit oh no oh they don't God. want us in country because of brexit oh so sad oh me from former yugoslavia me kind of shitty character uh, I'm, not, I'm not crazy she wrote that too right she wrote that fucking she movie did. dude she yeah. wrote it she, wrote she wanted movie. all of those things that happened in that movie to happen chris that's amazing <laughs> That's really, really amazing. <laughs> she woke up one day and said, last Christmas doesn't exist. I'm going to will it into existence. Wasn't there like a body swap with her in real life with someone stupid or something? <laughs> <laughs> it's 
possible. <laughs> I think you're right, dude. She can't find the fucking artifact to get her back in her own body. All of a sudden, Jenny Jenny McCarthy's going to become this great actress. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> dude, I was watching uh, Emma Thompson on that weird MTV New Year's Eve thing, and she was just making fart noises <laughs> and talking about how she hates vaccines. <laughs> you see that new uh, Jenny McCarthy period piece? It's excellent. She really gets there. She gets there. It's weird. You know, I didn't think they need to, you know, remake the House of Mirth, but I guess they did. And Jenna McCarthy's amazing in it. <laughs> <laughs> she wishes this body swap happened. Uh, so, yeah, we, we are told things like, you know, Dr. Doolittle was gifted an animal sanctuary by the Queen of England. Uh, he's got a dead ass wife yeah, uh, named I, Lily, I, I who was lost at sea. Interesting, like, famed widower or something. <laughs> You know, it's yeah. like I'm starting up my do little movie. What do I know? Well, he likes to sing and dance. Oh, he doesn't do that. <laughs> Apparently, he's got a dead wife now. <laughs> I really thought I, I was really expecting her to come back at any moment during yep. this movie. Especially it's, when they get to this like fucking Pirates of the Caribbean Isle at, at, at yes. the end of it. I was like, yeah. she's going to be shipwrecked or something like that. I, I have to say like a plus to this movie for leaving this wife dead the entire time. For sure. <laughs> Which yeah. I... I was genuinely shocked about. Uh, and then, so, yeah, we're introduced to this little kid. What's his name? Pudding Face? What's his uh, kid's shit name? Lad. Stubbins. Stubbins. It's really Stubbins. I'm not kidding. No, I know. It's just hilarious to hear it Is that said by full? someone else. Is that or, his full name? It's just uh, Stubbins? No, I think it's like Henry. Henry Stubbins, possibly. Henry. Uh, Tommy. Tommy, Tommy Stubbins. Oh, Tommy. Hello, Tommy Stubbins, you little you little rat, you. Oh, oh Tommy oh. Stubbins. Oh, hey, Tommy Stubbins, you got any coal in your pockets? <laughs> <laughs> and you got Ralph Edison be like, all right, boy, you're going to kill that square. We're going to all eat it. We're going to eat a square. Yeah, stop wanking <laughs> off that gun and file it. <laughs> yeah, dude. No, no, you can eat your fur, too. Just gnaw on it. Well, the, 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 I think they're hunting like duck or something, and then he accidentally shoots the squirrel who's played by Craig Robinson, which sort of sets the movie movie into place, I guess. Well, yeah. right. He's like a kid who doesn't want to be out there hunting and everything, and they're like, Oi, you're going to shoot that duck, are you? You shoot that duck. And he kind of like just fires the gun off, and the this uncle is like, uh yeah i noticed again you just intentionally missed that duck dude why am i taking you out here he's a real disappointment to this uncle of his uh and then yeah he's accidentally just shot this squirrel and you get like the humanity of this kid he's like because the uncle pulls out this huge like crocodile dundee knife and he's like well you know what you're gonna do now you can't let this animal suffer you have to defeat him in combat. <laughs> you get a knife versus a squirrel. I mean, the knife, too, is like an interesting thing. I would just tell the kid to smash it against a rock. Yeah, yeah he's a huge rock, it. dude. Step on it. It's <laughs> like two or three no, times. You gotta, you gotta cut its throat. It's the only way you can successfully <laughs> like, take its soul. All right, cut. This is what we do in this family. We cut the face <laughs> off of this squirrel and put it on another squirrel. <laughs> That's twisted, man. That is twisted. He's the joke. It is the English squirrel face massacre. Yeah. Squirrel off. <laughs> mm-hmm. Dude, if that happened though, like if that happened to like Chippendale, like you couldn't tell the difference. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> All these and little then, squirrels, you know. And then Dale would ruin Chip's life because Chip obviously is the much more smarter of the two, but Dale right. is so stupid and silly. And yeah. why is Chip acting so stupid and silly? Why is oh. Chip wearing that Hawaiian shirt? Maybe this is what happened to Emma Thompson. She got her face ripped off. Oh, no. 
put on Jenny, Jenny McCarthy. Vice versa. <laughs> uh huh. I like. I'm this going theory. to take his face off. <laughs> it's a theory that that, that that holds water. I'll be honest with you, because nothing else makes sense. <laughs> Uh, so while this, you know, he's like, oh, the uh, what is it? The bird sees him and is like, hey, follow me. And like, that's how he gets to Dr. Doolittle's compound. Yes. And while this is happening, we're seeing like how Dr. Doolittle starts his day. And he's like, he's kind of like Robin Williams and Jumanji when he comes yes. out of the world. And he's all like bearded and his hair looks fucking terrible. And these birds are dressing him like man when you get to a point where like animals have to put your clothes on that's low i i appreciate that he's hidden all the opium pipes yeah not just laying around on the table and shit i like that and the whole plot of this like oh the queen if the queen dies then this is this place is getting bulldozed is so weird to me because it's like i don't know like we established national parks but when teddy roosevelt died we didn't you know open them up to oil drilling immediately you know, also, it's also weird to be like, oh, here's because like, you know he helped the queen out way back when or whatever. By the way, and we'll get to that. And all of a sudden, uh, if she does, if, if she, and she gave him a lifetime deed, and she's like, yes, but for my life, like, what the fuck does that mean? Like, it should be for his, right? It should be for it should be just forever, what right? Is like, queen this is just a, this is a nature reserve. In jolly old England, which doesn't have a lot of it, right? It's just cows farting. Yeah, yeah definitely. That's it. <laughs> so, like, embrace it. The, the the what are these Faustian contracts the Queen is signing? Is my question. I think that's just how she was doing business back then, dude. Mm-hmm. She's like a younger queen, kind of a thing, like trying to trying to mix it up a little bit in the kingdom. Oh, I mean, Steve, you you have a good point here because like dragons exist in this world, so I think devils do too. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. we get there. But I, so the queen is played by the lady from uh, uh, I'm thinking of ending things. What's her name? Jesse Buckley. Uh, yeah, and she's like all of 31 years old. When were these adventures that she had with fucking Robert Downey Jr. like fucking two years ago? Yeah, I don't know. Like, how long is this wife supposed to have been lost at mm-hmm. sea? Yeah, that's a good call, actually, because they do make reference to, like, yeah, she is, like, a super young queen and everything. So I guess maybe this was just, like, last summer. I mean, I, I, <laughs> it would have been great if there was, like, a previously undo little. Yeah. Well, they just for, that. just for that part. Is Lady Rose supposed to be her daughter? Like, in line uh, yeah, I, I don't know like, how that works, either. It's like, it's like her cousin's kid or something. It's, uh, like, it, and she dresses, like, little red rose gold riding hood like she's got this really terrible looking hood over her the whole time man a wolf should have tried to kill her and talk absolutely (laughs) i like that well it's weird because you know why is it that this little girl seems to be the only one who's kind of like in charge of the queen's health because the other you know you got you got uh michael sheen as like a crooked doctor and then you got uh oh what's his name uh, old English Broadbent. guy, Jim, Jim Broadbent, Broadbent, who the whole movie I kept saying Tom Wilkinson, and I knew it was wrong, but they're like <laughs> interchangeable old British people to me. Uh, but yeah, yeah, Broadbent is like another mustache twirling so and so who's like in line for the throne, but like, where is anyone else? to like attend to the queen of england like it makes no sense that there's just this little kid who's got like this all-access pass to watching this woman die <laughs> at the stage pass to the queen's death <laughs> yeah i got this on the radio I'm, i can't wait <laughs> you are gonna go see the queen die tonight. 
uh, they try to make the the head of the guards a character at the end. Oh right, and oh. he's like peppered throughout. But like, I'm like, no, 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 stop it! This is stupid. Yeah, what's his thing? Because he's like, oh, an animo saved me once too, or something like yeah, that. Something or uh, he that thinks effect. he he thinks he also cool. spoke to an animal. It's it is all too little, too late for that character. Uh, but you know, we have there's a thing I I want to make sure we we get to this because I think it's crucially important. The part of this movie where the gorilla threatens to take a shit on the chessboard. <laughs> yeah. Like, what are we doing? This animal threatens to take a shit on a table. And the thing is, he's like a nervous gorilla and they're playing mice chess. And I mean, like, the weird thing is, like, all right, so if, if all animals have purchase and, like, all have animals have, like, full identities, why are these, like, just your little chess pieces? Don't they have, like, fully ingrained lives and love lives to worry about yeah but he's imprisoned them yeah. oh i see he gets, he, system he's he's paid for them to have matchboxes to live in <laughs> <laughs> well it's kind of like uh it's kind of like beauty and the beast you know like they they all maybe they've all been transformed into animals and oh. they're just playing a part kind of a thing also oh, this could just be, oh i'm sorry my animal friends i shouldn't have tricked that witch when she came over my house <laughs> yeah exactly I mean, it could, uh, be, it could be like an island of Dr. Monroe thing, right? Like, we're making, like, weird fish people. The island of Dr. Marvin Monroe. <laughs> <laughs> it's Dr. Morrow. Oh, my apologies. <laughs> I don't want to offend that fictional dude. <laughs> He's going to come after picturing, it's, a, it's a completely different island, the island of Dr. <laughs> Monroe. I mean, what happens if, like, the little rook mouse doesn't want to hit his brother, the king mouse? Exactly. This is a real thing. Uh, well, then that's when it. Dr. No, it's really easy, guys. It's when that's when Doctor Doolittle raises a boot above his head, <laughs> and he's like, "If you don't fucking make that chess move, it's Splat Town tonight, Mouse." Exactly. It's because it, that's the other thing too. Is it's it's got to be like battle chess, like they're hitting each other. It's weird. <laughs> Listen. Well, that's that's always like the thing with uh, any kind of real life sort of or like full size chess thing in these kinds of situations. We always love it when like. When the peace move is made, it is actually like a battle thing. Listen, either you're going to hit your brother or I am. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the knight just doesn't like knock over the pawn. It fucking slays the pawn dead kind of a thing. Break the I feel rook like that's probably... Is that not in those dumbass Alice in Wonderland movies? That's got to be a thing. Yeah, I'm sure that's going on. Fighting oh, yeah, with yeah. each other or whatever. Stupid shit. But yeah, uh, the, so the, the, gorilla, the, the gorilla is very nervous. That's his thing. Uh, other there's a duck that's Octavia Spencer. The duck has some funny jokes. I was okay with I, the duck. I, I, sure. I, yeah. I, I just I, I I checked out of all of it. Like it just wasn't. <laughs> wor- none of this was working for me. I mean, I Steve, it's it's kind of a testament to the movie. Is like I remember also kind of politely chuckling at the duck, but <laughs> that, I couldn't. Te- I couldn't about. tell you a single joke though. You know, we'll get just to one a, that they literally the less less than twenty four hours later. You know what I mean? I, I I've got massive stinger underlined somewhere mm, here, oh, but geez. that's about it as far as the jokes go. Uh, so this rotten little girl just like walks into his house, which man, that bear should be like intruder alert, fucking <laughs> maul her. Well, we yeah. should say. We should say that they knock on the door and the gorilla answers the door and he's a nervous gorilla. 
and literally one of the most chilling things I've seen in years is this gorilla screaming, like this photorealistic <laughs> gorilla screaming like a man. Yeah. I, it's like, it was like fucking annihilation for five minutes. <laughs> exactly. This was exactly like annihilation. I think there's a shimmer around his gate to this house, and that's why oh. it's like all closed down, and they have to like smuggle their way in. Like it's fucking stalker. <laughs> <laughs> the, the dead wife merged with the gorilla at some yes, point. That makes Ooh, sense. Ooh, totally. Hello, husband of mine. <laughs> As it's beating fucking Tommy Pickerton or whatever his name is to death. Stubbins, sorry. Stubbins. T- Timmy Doodad? What are, oh, Stubbins, right. Uh, well, the weird thing, too, is like the, the uh, Emma Thompson parrot is like... Okay, Stubbins, like, you know, the door is permanently locked to this compound, but here's the way you have to sneak in or whatever. And then, like, they just sort of cut to the girl is just on the property. So, like, either they just totally, like, beefed on that or, like, this girl also knows about the secret way to get into the compound. Like, it's never really established, but they just go from, like... Emma Thompson being like, oh, it's totally locked and you can't get in this way. We have to go around this hidden entrance. And then this girl is just at the front door like a Girl Scout selling cookies. Uh, We also around here, we get uh, one of many because they keep on having to hit this nail for some reason. uh, Many transitions from, oh, uh, uh, what are you doing? Yeah. What are you doing here, gorilla? And, you know, they 100% like drop it as the movie goes on. Like you lose that whole thing. But very much up front, the movie tries to like really hammer home. Like anyone who's not like in this little doolittle circle is just hearing these animals like grunt and growl and whatever. And specifically, he is grunting and growling to them, which is embarrassing to watch. Oh, yes, he is also. Yeah, that's goddamn. That sucks. It sucks even more when it's. It's RDJ and this other kid like talking animal to each other. Uh, and Robert Downey Jr. is like, you know, like sort of grading this kid's like uh, pronunciation and shit. You know, man, that's all, dumb. We're all on the record. Like, we mostly like those Marvel movies, but also find them to be the, the cancer that's destroying cinema from the inside out. And, you know, that, so there's ups and downs with those Marvel movies, but like, the fact that he only, that RDJ only comes out of Marvel retirement uh, to do these horrendous other block wouldn't it be like okay i'm going to do these marvel movies blah 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 but then i'm going to do a really interesting biopic of somebody or a really interesting like a, a talky drama that i've always wanted to get my sink my teeth into it's like it's the same shit but actually worse somehow and it, but yeah. you get to yeah. do a british accent congratulations i mean i don't <laughs> think he's done worse movies than the juror and this yes i can't the, i can't the think judge of. right that, the that's judge the yes the about. juror is the demi mormon <laughs> uh yeah because it was the judge the judge was the last non-tony stark role he had before this one yeah and he always and that, produces was, that movie was in like 2014 or something he always produces them they're always like his movies and they're horrible <laughs> well because he's always been on like the list to do bigger like he was supposed to be uh doc sportello in inherent vice for a oh, long wow. time well, the thing is, he doesn't want to try. Like, yes. you have to do a fucking weirdo accent as a way to be like, see, what a good actor, without <laughs> me actually taking on challenging material. Yes, for sure. There was another thing that he executive produced recently, and I was like, why weren't you just in this? It would be good. Oh, oh. man. Oh, damn it. No, it doesn't matter. But well, yeah, I'm bring, like, I'm bringing up his IMDb. Let's see here. Um, 
He's got that Sherlock Holmes three coming down the pike, and I'm like, yet again, just stop. I'm done. Perry Mason, he uh, produced. Yes, that's he what was, was he supposed was supposed to be in it. Yep, yep. He was supposed to be Perry Mason. That's right. That's exactly what I was thinking of. Um, I mean, I think Matthew Reese killed it in that role. A, a real Welshman, by the way. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, that guy, that guy can speak with a real Welsh accent. They should have swapped the, these guys. Yes, that's right. Dude, I don't know though, man. I do not want Matthew Reese in these fucking dumbass movies. He's a, well, he's he, he's a really interesting actor that I I wish to stay far away from talking animals. Oh, okay, yeah. I guess you you see like maybe this guy is uh, an actual actor. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Dowdy was at some point an actual actor, right? I mean, yeah, he's capable. He's more than yeah. capable. Scatter dark. He's amazing in a scatter yes, dark for way. sure. Kiss kiss bang bang. Great movie. Yes, good. great great, great one. movie. And for what it's worth, like I think he's good as Tony Stark. Like yes, exactly. But I I saw him do it fucking fifteen times. And I, but that's the thing. So I was like, oh, I'm just so tired of these Marvel movies. I need to like, I need to stick my fucking fist up a dragon's ass to yeah. really just stretch <laughs> myself as an actor. Like these cartoon Disney movies, get me out of here. You, you can do yeah. whatever the fuck you want. Exactly. Honestly. That's like, the whole point. What is this? What is this? I but don't get to, it. I mean, to be fair, like. I feel like if you because this this really is a movie where you can look at it when you're watching it and see that like there's likely something in here if if some other pieces fell into place the right way which they didn't but like if you had a better script if you had a better director who's like worked in this kind of filmmaking before like you know I was thinking uh could have done this cabin was um who's the guy who did like old man of the gun, but he did that Pete's Dragon adaptation. Oh, David Lowry, who was very if good. D- David Lowry could have done a fucking weird and interesting Doolittle movie. What? And I feel like we would have had something here. But, but even Pete's Pete's Dragon, which is very good, like it's one major piece of CGI, the dragon. Yeah. And yeah. this is like all these photorealistic animals that look like garbage, and they I'm do. like, and I, I don't care. Like, I don't think you could have done this unless you get real animals and just do the voiceover like uh, the Eddie Murphy Doolittle. Or you get and this is something Eric pointed out. Like, if you're going to turn this into a Pirates of the Caribbean movie, you need Pirates of the Caribbean money. Yes. Like Universal just did not give them enough money to do this the right way. It just well, looks. They were so smart, bad. dude. <laughs> whoever whoever didn't sign that check got a promotion. Like, dude, <laughs> remember when you fought against Doolittle and you said that the movie was going to flop? Well, here's a fucking promotion, Big Big Daddy. And as bad as those Pirates of the Caribbean movies are, like, I know who the bad guys are. I know the motivations for everything. They, like, okay, so someone has poisoned the queen for reasons, question mark. They're only sending one boat because it's cheaper for this movie to pursue. Exactly. It's just so weird. And all these animals are, like, working through, like, family issues. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. Absolutely not. And that's the thing about those Eddie Murphy movies is, like, they're just there to, like, make jokes and do whatever. And it's, it's totally fine. Like... I'm not getting the the fucking life story of the dog that Norm Macdonald voices. Oh you know God. what I mean? <laughs> but if we're doing these animals and we're doing him talking to animals, we're making a Pirates of the Caribbean type of adventure movie, get somewhere where there's animals in trouble. When we finally do get somewhere, they're evil animals. Instead of like, he could be saving animals. We could replicate yes. the scene from Pee Wee's Big Adventure where he goes into the... <laughs> The store that's on fire, the pet store, and taking out all the snakes or something. Like, save animals. Use your fucking thing to talk to animals in a way that does something. I mean, they're looking for a magic tree, and all these fucking animals do is just 
you know, they're just lousy, like secondhand crewmen on his fucking boat. Yep. Yeah. That's and you know, you just, you sort of inspired a thought in me, Eric, about how you could make this movie, like, again, like s- central to the animals, because you're right. Like, He's just using these animals to help find a cure for a sick human. It should be the queen's prize whatever. It has fallen ill, you yes. know, and Dr. Doolittle has to go and find and it could be the same plant. It's the, it's the only plant that will cure this corgi dog or like whatever. <laughs> yes, yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? But instead yet yeah, we're just like trying to save uh, the queen of England. Like the stakes are that high in Doolittle that there's going to be there's going to be uh, the murder of a, the queen of England like my god. Like let's dial it back just a little bit. And How about a sick dog? Right when she dies, the treasury department takes over Doolittle Manor and blows it up or something. <laughs> yeah, I don't, exactly. I don't I'm not, first things first. Yes. <laughs> I don't get the line of thought with this movie. I mean, the well, there's, fir- that's the, that's his weird motivation, right? Because he doesn't want to do it, and then they're like, "By the way, Doolittle, uh, the Queen of England only leased this animal preserve to you like for her lifetime. So, like, if she dies, you're gonna lose your house." And he's like, "Well, I'm going to be out on my ass, am I? Well, off to adventure then." Like, <laughs> it's just him yeah. trying to keep his house. The you bet- should get a monkey to tr- help hang him, hang himself. Well, the monkeys, <laughs> the monkeys are his lawyers, Eric. They're That's going right. over contracts for oh, him. Right? Yes, yes, yes. What a wonderful the, little moment of it's levity. Just wonderful. I mean, the better Pirates <laughs> of the Caribbean movie is the animated intro. Like yeah, the story sure. of Lily and him is the Pirates of the Caribbean uh, yeah. movie you're looking for. You just didn't have the money, so you just make this shitty. Like, here's two sets and a bunch of CGI. Deal I was, with it. I was thinking about this animated <laughs> intro. Like last week's movie, Wonder Woman 1984, might have served by having a, an animated intro would feel more 80s. Yes. Yeah, totally. Yeah, Absolutely. I think you're totally right. And you know what's funny though is well, the, the Christmas movie... vacation opening you're thinking, Eric. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or City <laughs> Slickers. This City... old house finally uh, looking good. Boom, boom, boom. It's Santa... that time. <laughs> and it's like Santa being decimated, right? Yeah, but, it's fucking but hilarious. In Wonder Woman. It could be like Wonder Woman, like stubbing her toe and stuff, doing all her cool <laughs> sports stuff. Wonder Woman. <laughs> Sorry. Traveling through town, <laughs> never growing old. Wonder Woman's here to save all the people in the world. There you go. We're getting somewhere. Yeah, we're going there. Something. But I'm, what I'm saying, though, is uh, a testament to a cartoon intro being in a good movie is this month's We Love Movie Selection on Birds of Prey. We got a little animated intro yeah, there true. also. Wow. So yeah, it we, can be used for good. Yeah, that that is crazy. Yeah, two animated intros in 2020. <laughs> it's coming Pretty back. Nuts. It's coming back. It was a 90s thing too, so I think it it, it revolves around that resurgence. Yeah, we gotcha. we we thought it died with Weekend at Bernie's 2, but no such luck. Nuh-uh. Uh yeah, so he decides that he's going to, you know, take up this adventure or whatever. Uh, and and then we just we hit the high seas. Well, the thing and, is, the and, kid, we should say the kid does not. Robert Downey Jr. does not want this kid in this movie, or or at least the character doesn't. So right. he stows away to the Queen's thing, and then like begrudgingly, he's Doolittle's like, "All right, you can be my apprentice for this little meeting that I have." And then he's like, "Can I go with you on this great adventure?" He's like, absolutely not. And the parrot's like trying to set them up, I guess, is the idea. And like he has to like. He has to literally like catapult himself into this film. Like it's just like, don't bother. This kid's ugly and it sucks. 
<laughs> he's a disgusting shit boy. He, he is. is shit lad. But yeah, no, this kid is. I'm sick of seeing these little dead-eyed kids in all these movies. But I know <laughs> also it's kids, like so. just just make it one kid. Like sure. just have the little exactly. girl go with him on the adventure. I don't need this fucking ugly bastard. <laughs> Well, but, I I just yeah. hate how the like it, it's such a hodgepodge of like what where your comedy's coming from. Like he said, like Robert Downey Jr. Like, go home, go to the witch father, and like talk to him for a little bit or whatever the fuck. And the next morning, Emma Thompson parrot gets the giraffe and Marion Cotillard fox. Oh, Jesus. And like oh. all of a sudden they're in a chase, and then they're like, "Why are we in a chase? Because we have to be in a chase, I guess." And I'm like, "What the fuck are you talking about? Don't break oh, this." Break the You're fourth totally wall. That's right. essentially breaking hey, the fourth wall. Hey, honey, I was about to turn this movie off, but now Marion Cotillard's doing the voice of a fox. I guess I'll stick around. <laughs> oh, she's talking Dude. about. She's talking about the Illuminati. <laughs> wow, my favorite part of Doolittle was when that fox told me that jet fuel can't melt steel beams. <laughs> What is weird about this whole like the animals can talk to each other thing? Like I understand if like it's yeah, a monkey a talking to a monkey, but we're shown the transition of like Robert Downey Jr. talking like gibberish noises to I forget which goddamn monster or animal, and <laughs> then it translates. So it's like every so the parrot would have to speak bear, right? Yes. Like yeah, this absolutely. doesn't really jive. No, it doesn't. It it does not. And that's the thing about those Eddie Murphy movies is I don't maybe I'll get called out on this. It's been a while since I've only seen the I saw the first two. And mm. I think like I think they are just doing like they can just talk to each other, but we're not doing like barks and shit. Like he can just like like Eddie Murphy's just talking to these animals and they'll yeah. talk back and like that's fine. And I don't know, I should say the other thing is um I've never seen the Richard Fleischer movie with Rex Harrison, so I, I don't know how they do shit in that movie, but that's closer to the source material material from the Hugh Lofting book, so that's I like... I, I saw that first movie eons ago, so I couldn't tell you much about it, but it was... It seemed jovial. It seemed upbeat. It seems like it's better than this. <laughs> well, it, well, there's it, also it, songs in that movie. Exactly. Yes. Because it's it, it was a big production, you know what I mean, as opposed to just like gray amorphous adventure shit, where there's no act, you know what I mean, like, and that's all we yes. ever do now is just gray amorphous adventure shit. There's no it's, comedies, uh, there's no dramas, there's no uh, <laughs> uh, thrillers, heists. It, it's just gray adventure shit. Movies like this, it's it, it's gone from the, the like a three act structure to a three episode structure. Yes, this yeah. feels like three episodes of the Doctor Doolittle show. That would Ugh. be on Netflix. But like, <laughs> I, re- I know like I usually say the opposite, but at this point, I would rather just have a film stage production of Dr. Too Little. Absolutely. Yes. 100%. <laughs> uh, I mean, so yeah, they're on the high seas. This kid, yeah. Well, you've got this kid. I realize there's another dumb thing. He like the the action scene of him getting on this boat is so stupid. And you see him like it's this crazy stunt where like. He's swinging off this yet-to-be-completed bridge uh, on this huge rope to get on this boat like it's the end of Die Hard with a Vengeance. And I'm just sitting there like, I don't know. I thought this movie was about this dude who was talking to animals. Yes. And here is this kid swinging around on a rope like a pirate. Like, get out of here with this. And I mean, Oh, the- also an octopus says snitches get stitches, which reminds me. Sure. The other awful thing in this movie is how, like, all the humans 
are like living in like late 19th century England. And then all the animals talk like it's 2020. Yeah. Garbage. Garbage decision. Garbage decision. <laughs> this, uh, yeah. This octopus has been listening to a lot of 1990s rap and hip hop. You know, I don't know how he got it in the fucking tank, but he they, got it apparently. Yeah, they should be like making jokes of the era, like, oh, the American colonies. What about you might be American <laughs> if, you know, that type of stuff. Yeah, exactly. Which I'm sure or, was prevalent. Or it's all just totally racist stuff. And it's like, well, that's how it was at the time. Like, they, they come out and defend it afterwards. Like, listen, that's what they talked out at the time. I don't care. Yes, phrenology was still very much in vogue. So fuck listen, off. They learned it from Doolittle. Yeah, okay, your hero's not perfect. I'm sorry. Yes, a bear can be racist, okay? <laughs> Uh, whatever. Oh, we should say also uh, Camille Nanjani's in this movie as the ostrich. That's sort of something. It's not, it's not, it's not good. It's not, I mean, again, like he's a really funny fucking comedian and like, I like watching him in some movies, but like, there's not, you can't just do this thing where it's just like, oh, he's funny. So his voice must be funny. He, He, all these people who actually make money doing voice comedy, that's totally different. You know what I mean? Like, Yep. It just—it's a name, and like, who's like, oh my god, fucking finally, Camille the Johnny's an ostrich! Holy <laughs> shit! Well, dude, this was after—I mean, he already did a totally forgettable voice performance in that Men in Black International movie. Yes, uh, he's just, like the little yeah. fucking alien thing in that movie. Yep. And again, it's like this is a dude who has made me laugh, like either in a stand-up or on like Silicon Valley or whatever. Uh, you know, he's great in the big sick and everything. And then, like, you just plop him in a voice studio, and it's like, all right, now do the thing. And it just does not work. And also, this ostrich character is another, like, nervous Nelly kind of yeah. thing. And I'm like, that's the gorilla. We already got <laughs> yeah, you're one. Right. You're totally right. I think one of the only, like, comedic, uh, animals that works for me i think jason mosaic is kind of jason manzoukas my apologies i think he kind of nails it with the dragonfly he's the funniest he's part, funny man say. he's funny like that that's a dude that translates well to voice acting exactly it just works he's like a what a dragonfly or something and, yeah and, and also you're not like watching his mouth it's a little dragonfly you can't really see what's going on there <laughs> whereas like any other character you're watching this fucking monstrosity jaw at you why is uh, John Cena's polar bear character wearing a hat this whole it's, time? It's like a ski bum kind of it, thing, I think. Oh, oh no, it's um his thing, because everyone has this weird... I mean, like I don't know if Dr. Doolittle is an MD or uh, you know a psychologist or whatever. They all have like these neuroses or whatever, and his thing is he uh, thinks he's cold all the time. And it's, it's oh. very Island of the Misfit toys. Like, who ever heard of a polar bear who was cold? <laughs> but I got to tell you, I, I watched this movie now twice. And I oh. didn't even pick that up. Yeah. Like, it's not even like a major, like, you're just, oh, he's always just comforting Plimpton, the fucking ostrich. You might or- want to fucking uh, put your volume up, dude. <laughs> No, I'm kidding. That's the when you're get, get, get them subs on, Cameron. <laughs> so it's Chris, a dialogue in the movie there, pal. Chris, you saw this twice, <laughs> yes. which leads me to believe that you are something of a super fan. Yeah, I am. I'm a very big fan of it. Uh, I oh. think it's, 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 it's the best movie of the year. 
By oh, the way, man. if that's the qualifications for super fandom, then unfortunately I have some bad news. All four of us are super fans of Wonder Woman 84. Yeah, yeah that that's a good there. point. I, got, I, I will say, now I'm just scheming. I think next time around, we're, we're obviously have the VHS trailer game, it's a cameo. Maybe next time around, the winner gets to write everybody else's Twitter bios. <laughs> And then you could, like the winner could just say like Chris Cabot has to have Doctor do a little super fan in well, his Twitter bio for uh, a whole year. I don't think this is quite fair because that's a game I'm easily going to lose every <laughs> single year. That's, that's that's a good point. We'll have to figure something out. I mean, like maybe I yeah I I probably at some point noticed he said I'm cold, but I'm like it's a fucking polar bear. <laughs> yes, talking. I don't give a shit. No, of course. Yeah. I mean, it, who could? It's impossible to pay attention to this movie because the movie doesn't have any force behind it to make you pay attention and and, and i'm no. not and i'm not like I, I i there are plenty of kids movies i engage with very easily and sure, can pay attention absolutely. to the whole thing this just is bad top to bottom bad yeah this is i mean that's right and i i was kind of like wondering about this uh as i started the movie and eventually the thought like totally just disintegrated as I watched what was before my own eyes. But when I started it, I was like, oh, man, I hope this is because I hadn't seen it. And I was like, I hope this isn't a thing where we're just ragging on a kid's movie because it's like not for us. But like this isn't for children. There it's are so much better things out there. You know what? Like right now, parents, if you're looking for something to watch in the new year, Wolf Walkers, which is on Apple, beautiful. like you can rent it. It's a fucking beautiful movie. It's a great movie. It is not this. Hey, like you can you can watch Wolfwalkers and be assured, family, that no one is going to fist a dragon's asshole I, at the end of I, it. I, I would say the Boss Baby is a healthier movie for your kids to watch than this. Oh, is. I don't know about all this. By, by quite a mar- by quite a margin, I would say. <laughs> wow. I say first cow, give it a shot with the fans. Also, yeah. Yeah, there's nothing offensive in there. Your kids yeah. might take yeah. a little nap in it, but that's okay. Shows you the realities of life, too. That's right. And you get a nice little uh, baking treats in the movie. Um, so my, my, Michael Sheen is now the baddie, and he's got his own boat, and he's attacking Dr. Doolittle. This is a big set piece where a whale becomes involved. That's sort of something. It is sort of something, man. And it's crazy, Steve, because only a movie this bad could take the majesty out of whales for me. Like, whenever <laughs> I see whales and shit, I'm like, look at that. Look like, at that I will fucking. stop dead and be like, Look at that fucking whale. Like, that is. So, when you're on 42nd Street, you see a whale, you're like, holy shit, look at that fucking whale. Yeah, well, then I got to make sure I'm not stopping in the middle of the road to be, you know, (laughs) hit by someone as I'm staring at an invisible whale. (laughs) What what is. is, Now, okay, so he got this ship. Was it from, from the government or is this his ship? Because there's a harness so that it could be ridden or driven by a whale yeah so this is he has two boats in this movie the first one i think is like his. it's the Doolittle boat because it's named after his wife like they right okay they yeah. clearly had some adventures on the high seas with it because yeah they the fucked whole thing on that is, boat oh definitely definitely and those animals mm. were all watching definitely <laughs> oh, yeah maybe they got involved a little bit hey that's doc, why you're really giving it to her you want to wear my polar bear hat hey doc good job hey high five Hey Chris, did uh, could Mr. Hands talk to animals? He could, uh, it, but you didn't. They didn't show the transition. He you, he would go like very often, and it just translated. Nice. Hey Mr. Hands, you want to get fucked? <laughs> We're in a loving relationship. <laughs> it puts the, a new meaning to penetration, doesn't it, folks? Oh, no, absolutely. Uh, but the. 
the thing about this whale shit, which is weird, is like, so yeah, there's this whole, like, he's got to get, Dr. Doolittle has to get in this, like, diving bell outfit, and he's down there, like, getting this shit ready, and he's just basically, like, he, like, they make some sort of whale noise or whatever, and the whales hear it, and this one whale is like, got it, Dr. Doolittle, and, like, gets into this, and I was like, has this particular whale done this before with him? Or is I this guess. some weird, like, like they understood what Dr. Doolittle was asking and then was like, not a problem. I'm happy to help out a complete stranger. Well, well yeah, because yeah, he has the, the, the machine, the, the, the horn machine that talks to the whale. Right, but oh, yeah. my question was, has this particular whale driven Dr. Doolittle's ship <laughs> for him before? Like, did this guy know the score? Or was it's, it, like, completely new situation? Like, I think it's well, new. this horn... I think it's the idea is like, oh, if, if someone's talking to me, I should just do what they say. Like, I don't know, man. Like, I can talk to anybody. If somebody tells me to help them move in the middle of the street, I'm not going to do it. Hey, that wasn't exactly. The wall this is and like, hey, <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, hey, uh, you know, whale, tow my car for me. Well, whatever you say, Doctor Doolittle. Like, I, there should have been at least one whale that was like, you know what? I reserve the right of first refusal. I'm not dragging you. Get out you know, of here. I'm a little late. I, uh, I've got to get to the school of fish. <laughs> got a class at the learning well, he's aquarium. Got, well, he's got a gorilla and a polar bear up there. He must be a nice guy. Let's give him a ride. Let's go. I'm in the middle of my mating ritual. It takes like three and a half months. I'm, I'm a little busy. <laughs> oh, but, that's the. I yeah. found it, though. The whale goes, like, they send out the little horn thing, and he's got the apparatus ready to go. And this whale just swims in, and he goes, Humphrey here, let's hook it up. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't know, Humphrey. What if this thing electrocutes you to death, man? Do you ever think about that? That'd be cool. Yeah, they're going to fucking sell your baleen, Humphrey. You should be so trusting. <laughs> exactly. This is the part of the movie where I just wrote a note. And I think this this speaks volumes. It just says, I think Russell Madness is a more put together movie than mm, this. Absolutely. I think you're right. 100%. That was a movie about a, a talking monkey and a dog that wrestled. Yes, that's a way previous, better animal action movie. Previous episode of ours for any new listeners that are not aware of the, the drag we uh, covered back more, in days of yore. A more sensible movie through and mm. through, I would say. And yeah, Michael Sheen is giving chase. He is doing a evil German kind of mustache twirling impression here. You, you wouldn't know it. Like someone yeah. had to tell you that Michael Sheen was a German. It's weird because he doesn't. <laughs> you could do the accent. You can have fun with it. You could really mustache twirl, but he kind of he doesn't do it. He just talks about the umlaut, right? Yes, He's, exactly. He's like, my name has an umlaut in it, and I was like, uh, okay. Got it. That's German enough for Doolittle, I guess. But so he is like obsessed with Dr. Doolittle and he's got like all of these articles that Doolittle has written over the years about his different like animal th theories and shit like that. And the whole thing is they are both racing to not what we're, we're – well, the ultimate goal is to get to this Eden Tree Island. Yep. And that's where the magic fruit is that's going to like save the queen. But before you know that, Just we got to get to – yeah, just say Fanny Youth, sure. We gotta well, we gotta get to uh, Antonio Banderas's island. That's a different island, so we can get a. We're just going to get another map. Yeah, is yeah, all exactly. like the second act of this or movie is basically is the Eden Tree, the tr the actual tree from the Bible. That's a great question. I don't know, and I guess God put a dragon on it just to be sure. sure. Like, you, makes sense. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. You got to call this thing something else, man. You can't say the Eden Tree. Well, you're the, right. That's dumb. The other thing we're not talking about, Antonio Banderas' island, is that's where the save point is. 
Um, <laughs> yes. And then you can go on to the yeah. last level. Dude, you're totally right. <laughs> no, I mean, this movie is very messy because, again, reshoots, yada, yada. This is, you could tell that this sequence was 45 minutes longer, and somebody at the studio was like, fucking cut it. Because <laughs> yep. it just, all of a sudden, we, we, you know, we, we outrun Michael Sheen, he shakes his fist, and then Emma Thompson shows up again. She's like, and that was a fun little adventure. And then it took us a while to get on to Antonio Banderas' Pirate Island. Dr. Doolittle had to wear a funny hat. And like, it's all these little, like, <laughs> little vignettes of obviously tons of footage that they were just like, just get to it. Just just well, move it along. That's that is yep. a key part of this whole movie is like put goofy shit on Robert Downey Jr. Exactly. He's on this ship boxing the gorilla in like box crates and like pillows on his head. He looks like a goddamn homeless boxer. <laughs> <laughs> like a boxcar boxer. Yes, a boxcar boxer. Well, this is like this boxing scene or like somewhere around here is where like you have one of these terrible cutaway lines for the animals is like they're boxing. And then I think this is around maybe when, I don't know, backing up a little bit, but like when Michael Sheen first comes into view or something and they cut to Craig Robinson, who's like his little squirrel character is like hanging out on a top mast or something. And he sees them and everyone's going nuts. And he's like, I've got front row seats to crazy town. Yeah. And then it just cuts back to the movie. And I was like, <laughs> well, glad we uh, stopped dead for that. Yeah, you know, it doesn't always work. My favorite moment of Kevin's, uh, he does his own log of, as the squirrel. It's when they're, I think they're going into, is it Antonio Banderas's? Or they're going towards the cave, I think. And he says something along the lines like, like here we go. I never thought I'd be following a, a squirrel murderer and their deranged leader, like this crew of lunatics. <laughs> so I kind of like the outside looking in there, the because that's how I view the movie, is there's a murderer sure. and a deranged leader of these animals. <laughs> But other than that, the, the comedy does suffer in this film. Yes. Yeah, but so this is where we're, we're told it's Monte Verde, and we're getting Lily Doolittle's journal, which will show the way to this Eden Tree Island. Because is the apparently idea. Antonio Banderas is, is the father of Lily. Is that yes. the idea? Yes. Even though he's five years older than Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> yep. Or, yeah, at, at most. Absolutely. Well, yeah, yeah. They went to college together. Yeah, uh, exactly. And then he started dating his daughter. It was a little awkward. That's one of the reasons he doesn't like him, you know. I cannot <laughs> believe we were roommates in veterinarian school and now you are betrothed to my daughter. Yeah, yeah. yeah blame it on Mount Verde. Well, it's probably like the Green Lantern movie where like it was him, Robert Downey Jr. and the Queen of England were all like bud buddies in college kind of a oh, thing. Even sure, though, even yeah. though she's only 31 years old, they're both 60. Can you believe how much us college bodies have grown apart? <laughs> Sarah has now become the Queen of England. <laughs> <laughs> it's so dumb. Well, it you is. know what's crazy, though? He's Antonio Banderas is the best part of this movie. Of course he is. Yeah. He's Antonio Banderas. The crown of England is the only real evil. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> I mean, there's a reason this guy's got to be living on an island in the middle of nowhere with his motley crew. He's like a pirate king, right? He yeah. is a pirate king. He's, oh, I don't, I don't pay taxes. <laughs> I don't like where those go. Smart man. Oh, does I he don't... make? Is there something about paying taxes? <laughs> no, I don't know. But he, I mean, that oh. made, that would make some sense. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, why else do you go live on an island? King Rasuli is his name in this movie. Sure. Uh, yeah. So they get they got to sneak in. We're sneaking in in a stupid disguise, of course. 
Uh, it's him and the kid. And again, like just being sidled with this little kid for this mm-hmm. part, it is the worst. And so I guess they're trying to gain access to the place and like Manzukis's character here is helping him. This is the Did everybody catch the fucking penis joke in this movie? Oh yeah, the massive stinger. Yep. The that's fucking, insane that that's wait, in wait, this wait, movie. Jason, Run that by me again. What so, was that joke? So Dragon the Dragonfly the Jason Manzukis Dragonfly just shows up like we don't even see like Exactly. Like, oh, I I knew him back when I was here with Lily. No, no, it's just a guy. Well, and, thank God. I don't, I don't need everyone's backstory. <laughs> well, we get everybody else's. Uh, and the ants are there. And the ants, the king of the ants, his daughter used to date the dragonfly. Okay. But now the daughter of the the king of the ants, I want to die saying these words. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> is uh, dating a scorpion who has a massive stinger. And uh, right, he, and so that's the Manzukis line. He what goes, uh, "What is this? What is this scorpion got that I don't? Besides a massive stinger." And I'm like, "Man, can we leave the dick jokes out of the Doolittle movie, so please?" A scorpion fucking you. an ant. Yes, that's that, what we're, that's oh, what we're told. That ain't, that ain't normal, folks. <laughs> and then later on, <laughs> that ain't dra- right. <laughs> later on, the dragonfly to get over his uh, ant bride. Also, a dragonfly is fucking an ant. The dragonfly falls in love with a fucking parrot. It's like, dude, you can't fuck that thing. That ain't right. Well, well to be fair, <laughs> that ain't sh- right either. <laughs> but, but the idea that we're teaching children to have interspecial relations it's just is wrong. really something. Suddenly, suddenly, my boy, after watching Doolittle, putting his dick in a lizard. <laughs> that ain't right. My boy's thinking he's fucking one of the Ninja Turtles. <laughs> My non-existent kid is out there <laughs> fucking animals because you're a Doolittle movie. He's taking- uh, you're, uh, yeah, uh, hi, uh, Universal Pictures. You're a little Doolittle movie made my son fuck my dog. Huh? <laughs> well, what are you going to do about that? I want my money back. I want my $12 back because now my son fucked my dog. Can you kill him? Because I want to kill him. Both of them, I'll be honest with you. Kind of uh, selling believe. Can't believe you got a movie talking about animal dicks and uh, a horse is not the subject of the joke. <laughs> you know, he watched the Doolittle movie, he watched the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie, and now he's taking advice from a rat. <laughs> <laughs> it's a slippery slope. <laughs> that ain't so, right. Th- that ain't right. Uh, so this kid, like, we got to steal... Uh, a key to get into a secret passage in Antonio Banderas's basement, and that's where like he has this vault, like tribute place for his dead daughter, like really in weird. the basement. It's Very like sa- strange. It's a satanic shrine that he's using to try to resurrect her. I imagine. I so, so I sort of had that thought also, and I was like, <laughs> "That's for a different movie." <laughs> I'm going to resurrect my dead daughter. <laughs> this is the only real evil left. Is resurrecting my dead daughter. <laughs> I want much like he got his own little Puss in Boots spinoff. I want a King Rizzoli spinoff where he's trying to bring this daughter back from the dead. Yes, and it fails horribly. Like he does, but she comes back wrong, and she's evil, and she's killing all of this dude's lions. Oh, oh do, do you know what? I uh, renounce my wish. I'm just gonna do that. <laughs> We call, like, I no Lu- longer want to sleep in a den of lions. Like Lucifer tells him he has to kill one million animals. Ooh, to, I like uh, this. Bring back the the dead daughter. And then Doolittle <laughs> is like, oh no, it's World War Animal. 
and he's got to save the day. Mm-hmm. That would do be little, something. Do little too. It's almost as if like Antonio Banderas, if they had not made him, I guess, Dr. Doolittle's father-in-law, uh, yeah. he could have been like the actual villain of the movie. And sure. Then you'd, be, you'd have an actual villain of something like, you're not going to get to Eden Tree Island first. I'm going to follow you. Well, it's something like that. Well, well, stop it. There's snively whiplash. I mean, what? Michael Sheen. Yes, but he has he does nothing in this movie pretty much. He just he gets beat, he's bested yet again every 5 minutes and that's it. The the funniest thing cuz someone already mentioned the fact that he's just in like one boat chase, chasing after Doolittle. The funniest detail is that they definitely say like, "Oh yeah, and uh Jim Broadbent has sent the fleet after Dr. <laughs> yeah. Doolittle. And that's just this one boat, you cheap ass movie. Maybe Come it's like on. A, maybe it's like an improv thing. You just gotta like imagine it. You know what I mean? Oh. Like <laughs> Oh shit. Yeah, they're not doing enough uh 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 object, object work. Yeah, so yeah, a couple chairs in the back represent the rest of the ships. <laughs> I, I am sending you my most powerful boats, the invisible fleet. <laughs> uh. Don't worry, they're there. Uh, so yeah, Dr. Doolittle is jailed and he's going to be executed by being fed to lions. This is where we have well, a, a tiger. I don't know. Oh, ti- a tiger. Excuse me. You're right. Uh, and this is where we have, I, and I don't know why he would feel the need to go uncredited in this movie, but it's just Will Arnett playing this Jack rabbit that's in jail. Yeah. And like, I don't know, man, everybody else is fine with being embarrassed enough of being associated with this movie like you're not above it will arnett was get he credited of, for voicing this was he afraid of losing the reese's gig or what <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't know or maybe it's a thing where it's like you could only be credited for one voice thing at a time he was still doing bojack <laughs> maybe it's part of his bojack contract i don't know it's possible like netflix was going to come after him yeah but, <laughs> but he's He's like basically taking bets on whether Dr. Doolittle is going to die kind of a thing. And uh, Dr. Doolittle is then put in this cage with Barry the the, the tiger here, voiced by Ray Fiennes. Which uh, is like, I don't know. And it's he another also, just dumb scene. He also has mother issues, and that's great because kids are going to love that, and I, I guess... It gets weird with Ray Fiennes here. Like, it takes a, a, we're spending a lot of time on it, and B, it's just sort of just like... And I'll never be good enough for her. And it's just, it gets really deep and dark. And it's like, nah. <laughs> you know what? Nah. Yeah, well, yeah uh, no, not not for this movie. If 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 the fucking massive stinger thing wasn't bad enough, the gorilla fights the fucking tiger and he gets hit in the nuts climactically and Dude, says, a tiger <laughs> berries, yeah, go berries got uh, hit. Yeah. I'm like, I oh. want to die now. Set me on fire. Well, this is after Emma Thompson decides to do a terror attack on uh, Queen Rizzoli's Island or oh, whatever yes. the fuck. <laughs> I forgot that, yes. Oh, right. They throw like a fucking thing of dynamite. They do. In, in like, uh, like I think the, it's a church. No, no, it's not. No, no. It's where they're storing. <laughs> oh, Jesus. It's where they're like storing all the gunpowder and shit. So it really lights up this fucking castle. Like part of it falls off. It's way too much of a response, especially it's, you're related to this man by marriage. Exactly, and, dude. You're just like fucking with family at this point. And you're definitely killing like a cat at least in that explosion. Exactly. Don't, don't, don't be talking to me about that. No, no, no. You killed your own. Well, you cool. definitely know. Like, Antonio Banderas is kind of a weird, like, he's not talking to these animals, but he's got an odd closeness with animals because, like, it, during the bombing, 
they cut to like his dining room or whatever and he's having some great feast to celebrate the death of dr doolittle or whatever and he is at a dining table with both human beings and animals and he's like, got there's tiger makeup on as well kind of a yes thing. he's got tiger makeup on he there's like a bear in a hat there's like <laughs> wolves that are just sitting at the table with him. No, is it like I don't is, know what's going on. Is Lily Doolittle the one that had the magic with all the animals that then spread it to her father and and uh, the doc? I guess I don't know. It's don't just know. it's a weird like you you never see him talking to these animals, but these animals are living amongst this guy like people, and it is a strange ah, arrangement. Ah, yes, this is my closest my closest assistant, Jerry the Jackal. He's an actual <laughs> jackal. <laughs> And I mean, he must have some vendetta against like some like because that jackrabbit is in jail. Like he has he has imprisoned both human beings and animals. I don't know what this guy's got going he on. He also has a Nick Fury eye patch. Like what what happened to the jackrabbit? Did the jackrabbit get into a knife fight at some point? <laughs> I guess so. Maybe he had to. Maybe he had to fight the tiger too, or something. Ugh. He lost uh, so his yeah, this- eye from eating too many Reese's. <laughs> <laughs> so whatever, this tiger Not gets sorry, kicked in the nuts. Sorry, Reese's. You could get him at the bank. Oh no, you can't. It's commercial. Bye. <laughs> We're told that because. Technically, I guess Dr. Doolittle won his life and was not eaten by this tiger. That the jackrabbit lost fifty thousand dollars gambling. <laughs> That's something. It's cute. They're using American money, I guess. At that point, aren't you aren't you still on doubloons at that point? Yeah, definitely. Gold coins, absolutely. Maybe he doesn't specify a currency. Maybe he just says he lost fifty thousand on it or but there's definitely a I just lost fifty thousand on that fight or whatever. <laughs> Okay. I would, I would uh, hope it'd be something like fifty large. I just took out a reverse mortgage on the castle. <laughs> I talked to a rabbit that sounded exactly like a Tom Selleck. He sold me a reverse mortgage. <laughs> reverse mortgages are the only true evil left. <laughs> they really are. It was between him and a salamander that sounded like William Devane. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> That'd be kind of something. I think he does those uh, reverse mortgages things too. Oh, doesn't oh, that make yeah. sense? Yeah. Is he still <sighs> kicking? I think he's still around, or maybe oh, just recently. Him. I don't know. I think Devane is still with us. Maybe uh, not. I don't know. I, th- I thought so. I'll I would like up. to. I would like to think I would have heard if William Devane passed that, away. That guy is going to get farinaed whenever it happens. Oh, for sure. No, no, he's, he's, he no seems to be alive. He's, he's alive. alive. He's alive. Good for him. Oh, go. hey, born in Albany, New York. And by the way, folks oh. at home, if you're listening to this in the future and he's dead, don't tweet at us. <laughs> yeah, I really, really don't give a shit to see that tweet. We're from recording you. this really on January second, twenty twenty one. Just so you know, if he's dead, you don't have to tweet at us that he's dead now. Yeah, we'll we'll have heard. We'll have heard. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so like they they get Antonio Banderas like kind of back on their side or whatever because he overhears them. This is the funniest thing in the world. This overhearing when yeah. like Doctor Doolittle, he's like, "All right, you know, I, I'm totally giving up." Michael Sheen, Michael Sheen bombs his boat and destroys it, and all the animals are like standing on the on the shore, and he's like, "I'm just gonna set up shop right here and offer medical advice to people on this island or whatever." And he mentions like kind of whispering, I think, to the boy about like how he cares for lily and he still misses her and yada yada and then like from 40 feet away antonio banderas is like i heard every word you said and i'm like what are you talking about there's no way but he he basically is like you know oh i 
I still miss my daughter too. Okay, I guess you're not that much of a scumbag. Uh, you know, I will let you. F- I'll let you live so you can go track this dude down and save the day or whatever. And I'm also going to give you a boat, and it's like a total piece of shit boat, but whatever. It gets us off this island. <laughs> yeah, to the next island. On to the next island, everybody. Uh, Wait, there's is- a weird. There's a totally weird Plimpton the ostrich comment about. Because uh, this is where, like, the ostrich has kind of been, like, contentious with John Cena's polar bear the whole time. And, like, they start bonding right around here, like, when all seems lost. And do you catch this line where the ostrich basically says that his father once told him that he should have been aborted? No. Yeah. <laughs> I missed that one. Wait, I really did. Should have been turned into maybe out of my own volume. Yeah, the ostrich goes, uh, one time my father said I should have been an omelet. Yeah, that's pretty funny. Yeah, I mean, there's all sure. all this shit. And I'm like, what? Why can't they be talking about like you know fun stuff? I don't know how much they like eating fucking chicken feed. I don't exactly. Know. Like, it's yep. so stupid to. By the way, I didn't say it, but the tiger is. They give him a last name. It's Barry Bornstein, and I was like, is this a Jewish thing with the mother? <laughs> like, I really yes, was yeah, like, I we're doing what? That. Yeah, I was like, this is a little weird. This is really fucking weird. Oh, yeah. that's insane. I totally missed the Bornstein part. I, 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 miss, I totally missed the last name. Did they give a social security number to? <laughs> born, born in London, shipped to this goddamn forsaken island. I just don't get it. You're, and you're right. It would be fun if it was like, cute stuff like, he can't stop eating the wrong kind of food. Or like, oh, man, he farts too much. Like That's something. Yep. Yeah, Dude, Steve, you're totally right. My kingdom for a fucking fart joke with one of these animals. Sure. And not the dragon thing. But just, yeah, like, oh, my God, the gorilla can't stop farting. And, like, at some <laughs> point, he uses his fart power and, like, knocks out a bunch of guards or something. And, is it, he, you know, he frees Dr. Doolittle due to farting. Like, Why not? that's not, the level of this movie. Not, not this, like, talking cure nonsense that we have to go through. Not that, oh, man, my fucking, my girlfriend cheated on me and I've never been the same. Like, I don't know, dude, you're a fucking ostrich. Relax. <laughs> <laughs> it is... So weird to give these animals psychological problems. I really just don't understand the thought process. Like this was this is one of those like so many people had to say yes. So many people had to say yes to this tiger, this Jewish tiger having some sort of fucking mom problems. Like get out of here with all of it. Oh, it is exhausting how terrible so, this movie is. So Michael Sheen is on the high seas in his superboat, and uh, he's far away, and the whales are catching up to him, and they flip him off. Uh, oh, dude. Yes, yes. They, 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 sh- they show the whales, like, flippers coming, like, out of the water a little bit, and one of the whales is like, I'm flipping him off. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's... Is this for oh. the one 13-year-old who saw this? Like... I thought this was baby shit. If I was given a pass on Doolittle, I probably would have said done the flipping him off joke too. I think that was one of the highlights of the film. That was one of your favorites. (laughs) Yeah, flipping them off of that kind of joke though. I'm sorry to tell you, that's Shrek territory. (laughs) It definitely is. But this is that's a Shrek joke. (laughs) This movie is Shrek territory, and it ain't right. Yeah. Well, it would be like, you know, in another Shrek movie, they team up with Moby Dick for some reason, right? And oh, then totally. like that's that's where the flipping him off joke would happen. Donkey's like, that's a big dick, Shrek. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> and Shrek's like, I don't know, what would he say at the sight of all these things? <laughs> I wanna suck Ark! it. 
But it would be a pun on something like the, the off stage, uh, off screen. There's a Jolly Rancher. And he goes, like, "I meant this Jolly Rancher, not that big dick. I'm gonna deep throat that dick." <laughs> the headline is Shrek franchise finally destroyed by the writers, also known as the creators of We Hate Movies. <laughs> I like that, that Shrek. That Shrek Five was fine, but then he starts making dick sucking jokes. I know, but. You, you know, you bring up a great point, Andrew. We are due for our moment in the sun. And sure. I think writing Shrek 5 or 6 might be that. <laughs> so we all hate movies at gmail.com for serious business inquiries only. Yeah, Absolutely. That's, yeah, it's very serious. <laughs> so the whales also, like, help them. I guess the boat, like, kind of gets into a slipstream situation or something. And they, like... the Or the whales, they don't help them go faster. The whales direct them yes. to the island, which I'm like... Why didn't you just do that in the first place? Why did we even have to stop at Antonio Banderas's house? If you can just go to these whales and be like, well, hey, man, where's that island? That's I'll where the save why, point was. Not, not only was it the save point, the <laughs> checkpoint, you got to get there before you go to the rest of it. But that is where her journal was. Yeah, Lily right. had a journal about how to use the fruit of the Eden tree or something. No, and Michael Sheen No, I thought it was it. just... It was a map really? to the place. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was a journal that had a map in it. I think but it was. It was a, it, it, did Doolittle do, did Doolittle get it? He no, did, Michael but then Michael Sheen, Sheen took it. Yes, ah, Michael Sheen stole ah. it from him after he got it. But like, my point was they didn't even need it because all they do after they lose the map is go, "Hey, uh, whale, where do we get to this island?" And they're like, "Right away, Gov." And they just like <laughs> they show him. So yeah. it's like you could have just bypassed all that if you just asked a whale the first time. But it can't be 80 minutes. It's illegal for the movie to be 80 minutes. <laughs> I, I mean, I will say, again, there, there's definitely... The first cut of this movie is absolutely two and a half hours long. Yep. And somebody was like, absolutely not. And I want to make a statue of that person. Because it's only an hour and 49 minutes, which is a blessing. Well, yeah. here's the thing. It's a blessing that it's so short, but it's cut up and incomprehensible. I would point out the Rex Harrison movie is two and a half hours long and it breezy. so wow. it's breezy oh is that right oh, yeah, i mean so maybe moves. if this movie was longer it would at least like make a little more sense i don't know yeah i felt it like, wouldn't feel like such a chop job yeah it feels like i'm in like quicksand with this movie like i <clears throat> like i said it feels like it's as long as the irishman even though it's like an hour and 49 minutes i just felt like it went on forever until the dragon part right yeah Which, I I mean, kinda, it sucks well, I watched this movie on on New Year's Day. It was the first movie that I watched in 2021. Same. The last movie that I watched in 2020 was Dr. Zhivago, which is over three hours long, the cut that we watched. And you know what? It was fucking great, and it totally flew by. Oh, is it a uh, better better movie? (laughs) Well, it's a better movie, of course, (laughs) but it's... It's a movie that is significantly longer than this movie. And whereas I didn't feel a drag in Dr. Zhivago, this movie was a drag top to bottom. Yeah. And it's like half its runtime. Ugh. You do need someone who knows how to, you know, entrance an audience. I guess you were, David leans a little bit better than Stephen Gagan. Yeah. The, pa- <laughs> yeah, no, the pacing true. is a little easier in Zhivago. But yeah, he gets to this island with, with Michael Sheen. And they're setting up a camp to go into this super cave where the dragon is. Dude, uh, you have a shot of these animals all scaling this mountainside? Okay. <laughs> like, 
I don't know, man. One of these things has fallen to their death. You know what I cool. mean? I mean, that's the thing is one of these animals needs to die or have a brush with death. And we can see Dr. Doolittle be a fucking doctor. That would be great. Yes, exactly. Yep. Like, oh, man. Like, and not a psychiatrist. Like, oh, man, I broke my leg, Doc. What are you going to do about it? And he fucking fixes it. And it's adorable. Exactly. Yep, exactly. Yep. Uh, because the only doctoring you get is at the end of this movie with one of the animals that we just meet like in that scene. So it's not any of yes. the characters, you know, the beloved characters you've come to love yeah. throughout this movie. He, he bandaged the squirrel in the beginning and then like the fucking giraffe does a long jump at one point and all the legs would just be gone at that point. <laughs> <laughs> so why not help the giraffe maybe? Or, I mean, because I don't know, man, like, I got a feeling this gorilla's fallen off this mountainside. Absolutely. And then just a, <laughs> a bunch of pies at the bo bottom of the uh, mountain. Uh, so, you know, they, they get to the mouth of this cave and, oops, Michael Sheen is there already. Um, but then Sheen, like, Sheen's like, oh, good, I'm glad you're here. You know, you can lead us to this tree. And Dr. Doolittle's like, I don't know where this fucking tree is. <laughs> and then, like, Michael Sheen gets so pissed off. Well, the weird thing is, like, Michael Sheen's mission from Jim Broadbent is to just make sure that Dr. Doolittle doesn't save the Queen's life. So shouldn't right. he have killed him at any other point other than, you know what I mean? Like, yep. But then later on, like, when he, when, he, when they're betraying him on fucking uh, Pirate Island, he's like, oh, that's because I'm going to get all the credit for discovering Eden Tree Island. Like, when did this happen? Why is that's this the story? <laughs> You're totally right, dude. It's like, all he has to do is stall for time and just wait it out because this woman's been poisoned. Like, I, you know, who cares about your, dis dude, if you discover it, right, the people are going to be like, hey, man, uh, you know, Michael Sheen, you could have gone back and saved the queen with this fruit you discovered. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. But you're saying you <laughs> discovered this fruit and then didn't save her? What's that about? That's a great point. I mean, just shoot Doolittle or something because, I mean, I think it's laid out that Michael Sheen gets like a house and titles he gets to be the the head of the royal medicine academy or something yeah. if the queen dies yeah so yeah, shoot yeah this guy and sit pretty discover something later <laughs> yeah you know how to get there like just come back you got the journal do it exactly. uh so you know and he's like so you know i'm gonna be the one who gets credit for discovering this island and he plants the the british flag down on the ground and uh-oh, you actually poked the flesh of a dragon who's been sleeping in this cave. And I'm like, I already knew there was a dragon in this movie. Like, that had already been spoken of because this movie came out, like, what, January of yes. 2020? Early so, like, people have spoiled this, which is just fine. Don't worry about it. Not a complaint from me. But, like, I feel like had I not known that, I would have been, like, gobsmacked. Like, wait, <laughs> there's a there's a dragon in this movie now, ladies and gentlemen. Well, like, come this movie on. certainly does drag on. Uh, <laughs> oh. Maybe that's the ultimate trolling. It's like, oh, you think the movie's long now, do you? Well, now there's a drag on. I mean, I don't think the... The dragon might not have surprised me. What occurs with the dragon would surprise... It, it surprised me the first time I saw it. I was like, what? This is what you... This well, is what this is all you, leading up to. By the way, really hilariously, to break in here, uh, newsflash... This is one of the highest grossing movies of 2020, if you could believe it. Yep. Uh, <laughs> number yeah, seven with a bullet, my friends. Oh, wow. Inside the top ten. Ain't that a bitch? Because of, oh. uh, you know, just some reasons, you know. No, Cir no, circumstances. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Circumstances, you know. Uh, yeah, so, like, this dragon starts waking up. Michael Sheen, and this is the thing, like, props to the movie for killing the wife off, but, like, 
Michael Sheen needed to also stay yes. dead here when he falls off a cliff into darkness. Like, I'm he sorry. Needs, he needs to be either chomped by that dragon or burned by that dragon. Yep, you're totally right. And he said it's just him being like a whoa, 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 whoa. And he falls off this cliff and you're like, okay. And then the other off-screen thing that's bullshit is this dragon picks up one of Sheen's guys yes. and totally chars him off screen. Yeah. And it's just in service of the only duck joke I remember is the duck is looking at this crispy critter situation happen. And then she goes like, whoa, and lays an egg. And you're like, all right, that's kind of like a shitting your pants joke. I get it. Did you guys stick uh, around the credits and see what happens oh, to yeah. Michael Sheen? Yes. Yep. yep. Yeah, it's it's also dumb. <laughs> um, but so, yeah, then this dragon starts talking. The dragon is voiced by Frances Delator. Uh, the only thing I remembered her from is she is uh, in one of a few of them. They're Harry Potter movies. Yes. That's what the giant uh, queen lady or whatever she is. Yes. Yeah. She's the head of I think it's like the French school. Yes. And she's uh, a giant and herself. She, she's like banging Hagrid at the end of that. Mm, series. Yeah. The, the raw dog. Nice. Uh, I've got a girlfriend, Harry. Hag in the bag. (laughs) Hag in the bag. That's my favorite Brazzers title. (laughs) If you can read this, Harry, the hag fell off. I'm being fucked, Harry. (laughs) Hi, Harry. If you come by my shack at midnight tonight, you won't last 15 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Harry. I know we said... The policy was you could, you and your friends could drop by old Hagrid's place whenever you wanted. But uh, rules and situations have changed, <laughs> Harry. If you come by my old shack and it's a rockin', you and your little friends best not come a knocking, eh, Harry? <laughs> I'm slamming ass, Harry. Um, <laughs> I'm about to watch a banging Hagrid three uh, wet beard. I can't wait. Wet Wait, beard. Hagrid is watching pornography that he's also starring in? No, no, no. That's This is like back in the suburbs. He's just a porn star now. After his days with Harry Potter. He got I, I, I can't get the lube out of my beard. <laughs> oh, God. It's dripping. That's... Like, it's all, like, to slide. I just, I just dip it in a vat of lube yeah. oh. and pull it out. That's awful. Imagine him naked, covered in lube. <laughs> no, no. I don't want to. I do not want to imagine Robbie Coltrane naked. Thank <laughs> that you. That a fucking like dragon talks to him and fucks <laughs> him, and then maybe some horses or whatever else gets involved. It's Doolittle. Well, speaking speaking of dragons and Doolittle, he takes a look at this dragon and he's determining that um, the dragon has an impacted colon because of all the loneliness and stress. And you're like, okay. And so, <laughs> yeah, that's my, that's my problem too. Not this holiday food. Seriously. Uh, so he's like, all right, dragon, uh, let's see what we can do here. All my animal friends roll this dragon under her side. And oh, yeah, I bet it's a little tender right there, huh? And I guess he touches like a dragon hemorrhoid or something because she starts like freaking out. And he's like, all right, like, let me uh, get in here. And he uses. Mm-hmm. And there's a there's a joke that they they really just try their best to keep making work in this movie yes. where the duck is his like medical assistant and when he asks for different like medical instruments she just keeps giving him like vegetables and stuff yeah so she gives him a thing of leeks right here 
and he's like, ah, oh, leeks, yes. Would any good Welsh person, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, that, yeah, the Welsh do like their leeks. That's fine. Uh, and then I think he's using this leek it's going up to prop, yeah. prop yeah. it open, yeah. right? Yeah, so it's, it's, I mean, like, literally, you're talking about Brazzers. He is putting leeks up her ass. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but maybe, like, he, he might be doing both holes. We don't know. Yeah, you know, who knows what's going on down there? <laughs> well, I think it's a thing to like prop it up like a like a tent, so then he can get in there. <laughs> yeah, because then he's taking all this stuff out of her ass like it's Jaws. It's a, yeah, Richard Dreyfus cuts open the shark. There's like helmets falling out and shit. It, I think this dragon burps up a license plate. It's a battalion <laughs> from the Spanish army. Yeah, is what like they say. Conquistador helmets and stuff. Yeah, the little kitten yes. voice pops out. It's really something. <laughs> <laughs> and then like. Uh, he's like, oh, and this uh, next part here, and he like moves, and then like he gets farted in his face. Yeah, like, the dragon just lets some gas out, and, and like it is someone turned on like a turbo fan on the set to Robert Downey Jr.'s <laughs> face because he's he's getting knocked back by this wind, and it's like, not he, he's selling it like, oh, it's perfectly natural, it's okay now, you can fart in my face, and Dude, it's like, it's everybody does it. What do you mean set on fire? Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. A dragon with a fire blood, like this is, I mean, you'd imagine something would light this methane gas on fire. It's insane. And then so like he keeps digging shit out of there. And then he he definitely has a line where he's like, All right now, dragon. Uh yes, this should be one last push, madam, and we'll be finished. Yes, exactly. And, like this dragon is screaming and he <laughs> falls backwards and pulls a full set of bagpipes out of this dragon's ass. Oh, Come I on. I see the problem, madam. You've got a fusili jerry stuck up there. <laughs> Million to one shot, Doc. Million to one. It the, is just the bagpipes are really silly. I mean, it's I, it's just kind of gross. And like, you, I don't know, like a movie wherein it's all about actual animals. All, introducing a dragon this late in the game is just a no go for me. Yep, yep. And it's like I, I get their logic. It's like, well, this is a you know, undiscovered, uninhabited, sure. magical island, yada yada. And I'm like, okay, but there is an army of animals in this movie that you've done nothing with except have like vague psychological problems. It could be a big alligator, like a really scary alligator. Yeah. You know, sure. And oh, yeah. It's like a tropical island. Yeah, you could make that work. And you didn't even like use it. Like they used the whales twice. Like I was like, he's like, oh, we have to find the coordinates of the boat. And I was like, why don't you use dolphins or sharks or like literally any other animal? And it's like, I, I, like, I would have liked a little bit more variety of just like other things he can talk to. I don't know. If I didn't need the yeah, dragon. Some dolphins, I didn't need the supernatural dolphins guy. would be good. Also, what is the gag about there's two little like capuchin looking monkeys that don't talk but they have names? That was unfortunate. <sighs> they're the lawyers. Yeah, there's, oh, there's lawyers. Yeah, there is lawyers. There's like a baby lion at one point. It's like a baby. Oh right, and... that thing that thing totally gets dropped from the movie. Yes, it creeped me right out too. Cuz it's like a it's like a fucking screensaver from the Lion King. Like <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so the, the, the bag, here's the thing that I have to say, and I think it's like, you know, because you can keep it a PG movie, like the blessing here is that none of the stuff popping out of this fucking dragon's ass is like soaked. Oh yeah. Or yeah. Covered in blood. Well, <laughs> blood and shit. Doesn't RDJ get covered in some of like her vomit or bile at some yes. point? 
Is it the dragon? Yeah. Like yeah, like sort of like sneezes something in his face or something because yeah, he's like wrapped up in her tail at one point and she's oh. like about to eat him. Oh no, Cheech, we've we've got an anal tear. We're gonna have to do emergency surgery. <laughs> It's dangerous, dude. It's not, not not all fun and games down there. Definitely. No, I mean, dude. You can get a prolapse situation going. Come on. Let's then get into screwed. the real deal medical stuff. Exactly. Yeah. Even though I guess it, so, he's fir- firmly a psychologist in this and not an MD. That's yeah. idea. Well, no, it's it's. I think it's, it's both. both. Yeah. I mean, because he does do, you know, the surgery on the squirrel at the beginning. That's true. Get, gets the pellet out Removes of his shoulder. A or whatever the hell. From a squirrel. Okay. Yeah. The bullet's doing just fine. <laughs> <laughs> so we get the fucking the the dragon is fine. We know that because it goes from red to blue, like an actual video game shit. Like that's yes. fucking yeah. You're totally you're totally right, dude. And it's th- like oh now you know what the dragon's not blinking anymore. We defeated <laughs> it. Um, and then like we're puttering around the island. We find he only takes one of these fruits. I would take like a bushel. Oh yeah, absolutely. What are you doing? You can go back there animals. and cure the fucking plague or whatever else is going on, dude. Yeah. And um, this is the point. Like, he's just puttering on the island, like, and then his, and then his wife shows up. And then his wife. Sh- and it didn't yep. happen. I was shocked. I was really shocked. I was shocked, too. It was crazy. Or, like, you know, when he unimpacts the asshole of that dragon, it turns back into the wife. <laughs> yes. <laughs> or how about this? He pulls out his wife's skeleton from her butt. <laughs> Oh, Lily? That would oh, be something. Lily? Oh, that's, that's, that's the wedding ring I gave. Oh. <laughs> you, you must learn to forgive, Dr. Doolittle. You must learn to forgive. <laughs> no, we must kill this dragon. <laughs> yeah, he's ready to slay this dragon. Dude definitely finds a sword somewhere. That'd be something. It's kind of surprising that with a dragon that breathes fire in this movie, there's no moment where Robert Downey Jr. is brandishing a sword for some reason. I feel like there should have been a. Yeah. You're going this far to put a dragon in this movie. How about a sword in the stone, just right there? Well, sure. Yeah, I mean, you're too busy putting pillows and blankets on his face or whatever the fuck they're doing, like the hats on his dick mm. or whatever the hell. But at this point, like <laughs> Excalibur, sure. Merlin, fucking Gandalf, whatever you want. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, they're they're pepper in some Gandalf, some hobbits. Just do it. Whatever you want to do. <laughs> the sword in the stone. Oh, only only Doctor Doolittle can understand what the hobbits are saying with their creepy little mouths. <laughs> oh, ew, ew, ew. <laughs> so, oh my god! Of all the all the creatures I've seen in the wooded forest, these hobbits are. <laughs> Am I supposed to talk to the feet? The the hairy feet. <laughs> the feet. To the yeah, feet that's talk? how you got to talk to hobbits. You, their mouths are on their feet. Uh, yeah, so then we just, we fucking race back to England is the idea, uh, you know, because this woman is about to expire, and Jim Broadbent is like, he's got the priest in there, like, doing the, <laughs> doing the last rites, like, oh, yes, I am uh, going to be the king of England soon enough now, uh, and then they, like, break in, you know, Robert Downey Jr. runs in, I think, on the bear or something. Yes. And uh, or so- the ostrich, maybe. I don't know. And then he's like, oh, I, I think um, and the giraffe shows up, all this stuff. I mean, we should say that she was poisoned by Jim Broadbent, by the way. And he's, for some reason, he's still keeping the poison on him. Like, dude, this lady is dead. Yeah, uh, that, Throw that's away. true. Well, to, to, it's like in his coat pocket. You got to toss that shit. Well, to his credit, he couldn't have foreseen that he would be uh, done in by a stick bug. Who's been hanging out on a painting for like what a week or something? Yeah, in yeah. Jesse Buckley's room. I mean, that's how oh, like, the, like right. he's like tick, he's like yes poison 
Yes, in Jim Broadbent's book. Oh, yes, let's end the movie, shall we? Yes, let's end the movie now. <laughs> uh, so they, yeah, they race in, and it's again, it's got to be a huge last second action sequence where, like, this little kid is flying up, like, on a chandelier or some shit, and he, like, has to squeeze the fruit right over the queen's mouth and just the little droplet falls on her. I'm just like, give her this fruit and let's end this. Why does that <laughs> yes. have to be a thing where there's yes. like, there's a fight scene in this this scene? Like, th- we're doing this whole fight. The octopus is strangling a guy. Like, it's just... It's, it's a lot. It's, it's a lot. It's over too with. much. It's <laughs> too much. And then it, it ends with him back at his mansion, beautiful mansion. And it's Dr. Doolittle and Associates now because we're pitching a Showtime show, folks. You're right. And, the, <laughs> yep. and the, the fucking placard completely changed. It's like, oh, and also adventures. Oh, and <laughs> yep. choir within. That, that's the best thing. It's like open for adventures. It's like literally like, hey, we're looking for a deal here. We could get, we could get uh, Robert Downey Jr. to come in for like two episodes a season, please, please pick us up, please. I think you're right. It's those. It's the two little ass kids. Because also, like, the girl gives him like a little peck on the cheek Aww. thing. Like, thanks for save. Thanks for saving. I don't know, my cousin and or however I'm related. Yes. <laughs> Is that your girlfriend now? <laughs> I'm a grampy, and I'm saying you two are dating now. <laughs> Also, you need the thing where like Jim Broadbent is executed. Yeah. Yes. Because yeah. oh, it's have just to a like take him away kind of a thing. This is high and, like, treason, it, dude. Yep, exactly. And it would be like, oh, we brought in a special friend and he's in a cage and then that Jewish tiger comes back. Yeah. It's like he's on loan from Antonio Banderas to eat you alive, Jim oh, Broadbent. And we see like the, the tiger now has like this giant like <laughs> cast over his nuts. <laughs> Still cannot believe that that exists in this movie. He's he's asking Jim uh, Broadbent if he knows where any good knishes are. <laughs> um, and yeah, you know the movie gets to to the credits thankfully without bringing this wife back from the dead, which is great. Uh, you know we've got um, there's a funny thing where it's all told to us in painting form only because the credits are running at this point. And again, maybe this was in this longer cut. Uh, that got butchered, but there's a whole like Star Wars esque. We're all getting medals for saving the queen at the end of this yes. movie, Ugh. and it's all these little paintings depicting it. And I mean, man, unlike Star Wars with fucking Chewbacca, dude, these these little uh, animals are all getting uh, little freedom the, medals here. They, well, they're all like getting like a royalty, dude. Like people are like, dude, that 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 that, that, that dog's a duke. <laughs> oh man, my dog Duke, who's also a duke. <laughs> Uh, so that's kind of you know they're like continuing the story in painting form which again I was like you should have just made it an animated movie it would have been pretty cool been fine and then the stinger scene we should just talk about really quickly yeah it sets up nothing like so Michael Sheen didn't die in that fall but he I guess maybe I'm choosing to look at it this way because at least the villain gets some comeuppance he's eaten by these bats yes Oh, I no. think he's trying to talk to the bats and like I'm like, are they gonna set up evil Doctor Doolittle here? No, and then, no, 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 no. He's gonna become the Batman. Oh, I see. <laughs> Come on, you know. And it's a thing though where he does try to talk to the bats in in bat, and the bats like you see their little CGI face. Like whatever he says to them, it's like offensive. And mm. I think that's the perfect time for a subtitle joke. Yeah, 
Just really yeah. quickly put in a subtitle joke. Oh, what did Michael Sheen actually say to this bat? Something about his dead mother? Like, okay. And then the bats attack him. Because as it is, the, the like, you know, you see all the little red lies, uh, uh, eyes light up. And it's like, oh, there's a bunch of bats in here. And then they all kind of like fly towards the camera, much like a Batman movie. And mm-hmm. I guess he's kind of screaming. But yeah. I need to see this dude fucking chewed up, man. In, in my head canon, I was like, okay, they're eating his face. Got yeah, it. totally. <laughs> exactly. No, yeah. Well, I guess this movie inspired our imaginations after all. Yeah, I mean, I want him to like <laughs> call them bloodsuckers, and he's like, that, no, you don't get to call us that, and then he eats them up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be great, dude. He makes some like, vampire reference, yeah. and they're furious. Dude, it's a little racist to, to the little bats. They don't like it. We don't like that. Hashtag not all bats, dude. <laughs> We're very useful in the, in the animal kingdom. We carry a lot of diseases, too, but come on. Be nice to us. <laughs> oh, yeah. He gets COVID-1 here. <laughs> yeah. COVID-1878 uh, or whatever. <laughs> 1886. Whenever this dumb movie takes place. Uh, and, man, blissfully, that's the end of this movie. Whew. I got to, like, take a breather here for a second. Yeah. Would anybody recommend Doolittle? No, it's kind of a waste. It's a total waste of time. There's just nothing here. And, the, again, the only thing you would want is Robert Downey Jr. having a good time, which he's just totally settled with this bad accent and kind of barely in the movie. Like, he's just not in it a whole lot, which is kind That's of weird. Uh, screen time-wise, it just sucks, and it's a waste of time, and it's an abomination. That's me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, absolutely yeah. terrible movie. I, I, I kind of, I, I wanted to see this because I am really interested in what the fuck he wants to do after Iron Man, and it seems like baby shit. Yeah, producing and baby shit, and like, and just whatever franchises he's still connected to, and that's sad to me because he's an incredible actor to me. Uh, but yeah, I hate this movie, and you should never see it. <laughs> no. Well, you know, this movie did get, uh, you got a tiger getting kicked in the nerds. So it's got yep. that going for it, mm-hmm. but it's still a don't little for me. So don't see it. It's don't little. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Chris, I agree with you that like I I love RDJ, and I'm just waiting to see like what is the next thing. And I mean, I, you look at that IMDb. The only thing that's coming up is that Sherlock Holmes three, which I mean, who even knows what that's about? I would not be surprised if he's floating in this third Spider-Man movie. In some I'm sure way. he's, he's not like, if we're Iron doing Man. all these universes and whatnot, you know? Oh, by the way, I just uh, looked at my notes. I almost forgot something in this little ending ooh. here back at uh, Doolittle Manor. Another boy gets trapped in the net. It's like the postman boy or whatever, the mail boy. Oh, they're just going to eat that kid, probably. But it's just, boys. Like, is this designed to capture children? What is going on <laughs> at Doolittle Manor? Oh, man. Yeah, that's right, dude. It should have been a much more nefarious Dr. Doolittle. A little yeah, darker. D- dark Little. <laughs> oh, oh, that's in the Dark Little that- universe that's going to be starting up by Universal. To do, oh, God. To revamp. The, the <laughs> yes, talking like, animal universe. Yeah. How about Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde versus Dr. Dark Little? He talks to all the evil animals. <laughs> You're gonna get a two What's hour an evil movie. animal. What's an evil animal? Yeah, uh, like so, talk, so it would just be like what, like snakes and bats? No, and... no, he just knows English. <laughs> <laughs> he just talks to people. Oh man, that is Doolittle. That for whatever reason wasn't called Doctor Doolittle from 2020. Directed, sort of, written, sort of by Stephen Gagan. Woof, man, that was a tough one, and we will continue on. 
the worst of 2020 here on We Hate Movies all throughout this month. Uh, you have already heard our episode on Wonder Woman 1984. Uh, I did mention it briefly, but check out the Patreon because this month we also have a We Love Movies episode on the Birds of Prey film, which is just quite an excellent motion picture. Uh, that's on patreon.com slash we hate movies. We've got a lot of stuff coming up here in the month of January content wise here. Um, what else is floating around? Do we know the, the, the Gleep glossary for yes, this month? We do. It is, uh, it's Mr. Bones, which is a battle droid, uh, reprogrammed by a precocious little kid. So if you like this episode, <laughs> check out the Gleep glossary on Mr. Bones. He's like a Deadpool droid is the idea kind of sort of. <laughs> yeah, it's an annoying droid. Uh, it's yeah. Wait, exactly. He's not like a skeleton that plays jazz. <laughs> well, we'll listen to the episode, Chris. Okay, I, I'll wait. <laughs> uh, and of course, the Nexus returns back to regular programming this month, so we'll be on our TOS TNG jag as always. Uh, but Steve Sadak, what else do we have coming down the line here on We Hate Movies? Uh, don't get off your Doolittle boats just yet, because we're going to Fantasy Island. <laughs> oh man! Yeah, Blum, I'm sorry, Blumhouse's Fantasy Island. You'll never oh, believe Blumhouse. Island. Oh, you'll never believe it. It's Blumhouse. It's different. It's scary. It's a scary island. I gotta now say, it's a I, horror movie. I really hate how like the trend has become of like, you know, like film people or Twitter or Letterboxd. Like people like obsessed with like little niche distributors like that. Oh, yes. Blumhouse. Oh, A twenty four. It's like calm down. It's just another fucking movie company. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah well i mean blumhouse is a production company that just insists on putting their name in front of everything like that matters mm -hmm. uh and i guess maybe it matters to some people they see that they're like oh man the new blumhouse horror movie's coming <laughs> that's how i in the 90s that's how i acted to um what was that uh, offshoot of of uh, Miramax Dimension film? Yeah, oh, oh I love sure, Dimension. dude oh, let you knew you you were in for a genre tastic good time with exactly. Dimension but so next week we are going to TV adaptation town with Fantasy Island. This movie is uh, is rather crazy. This one I have seen before, so I can te a testament to its craziness. Um, it's it's a nutso one, and maybe a recommend. I don't know. We'll see on my rewatch. But right now I'm kind of recommending that movie. It's a wild one. I'm excited. And what's the and so we've got two have seen and two have not seen. I've not seen. I've seen it. I, I, I've watched. Oh it. you. Oh, you did. Okay, so oh, Eric, Eric, Eric Siskin with the first look next week yeah, when we right. are talking Blumhouse's Fantasy Island. Until then, I'm Andrew Jupin, Steven Sadak, Eric Siskin, Chris Gavin. Take it easy. That was a headgum podcast.